Good morning, you guys. It's Amanda and Barron back with the Kicking Cancer Care Show. We want to give a huge thanks to Breezy HVAC and Oddmo's Pizza for helping us continue this movement. So let's kind of do a recap of what we talked about last week. Well, I kind of walked you through after Brandon did that Warrior Dash. Right. And we did a Spartan race. Okay. Which was super hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the idea came to me that not everybody wants to get as muddy as the Warrior Dash. Right. And definitely doesn't want to train as hard as the Spartan race. <laughs> but it just dawned on me that everyone knows somebody that's been affected by cancer. Yeah. And the city of Salem was actually putting together a thing called the 5K Stride. And it's just going and walking three miles. The city of Salem was trying to get people active and walking. And again, this was back in 2018, prior to the pandemic. And so I contacted the city. I said, why don't we bring some people to your event? And we did what we have now called the Love and Run. Okay. So that's kind of what we talked about last time. But there was a couple of things that happened as we were getting ready for that Love and Run that I thought we could touch on this time. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Just prior to that run, we did our first seminar. And we've, we've evolved these. We do them quarterly now. But that first one involved my sister, who flew up from Arizona, and a young man who lives in Kaiser named Casey McAllister. Okay. Some people around here will know Casey. He's 35 now. But when he was eight years old... He got run away by a semi-truck and lost both of his legs. Wow. He has gone on. He graduated from McNary High School. Um, he actually was an all-state wrestler. Oh, wow. Yeah. Think about, you know, so anyone who knows wrestling, one of the key things you do in wrestling is actually try to go for some guy's legs to take him to the ground. Right. The hardest thing to do a to try to wrestle with Casey was he has no legs. <laughs> yeah. So wrestling He's Casey. got the advantage. Was, exactly. <laughs> um, I remember when I talked to Casey initially— he said he just had to go out for wrestling as a freshman in high school. And that first year, he won one match. Okay. Because he couldn't figure out how to wrestle. But, hey, winning one match is still a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And anyone who meets Casey, he's just this fiery little red-haired guy who's just determined. And so he kept at it. Well, his senior year of high school, he only lost one match. Okay. All right. So having met him— Having done a Spartan race with him, we decided that Brenda and he would be the speakers for this workshop we were going to do. And like anything, it has some cost involved with it. A friend of mine who has a property management company here in town said, hey, I'll help fund that workshop. And so he actually wrote me a check for $500 oh, that's cool. to cover the cost of that workshop. Well, we still had some shirts left from when we did the Warrior Dash with Brenda. And so as a thank you, I gave him some shirts for him and his wife. He calls me about a week later, and he says, I have a friend here in town who has beaten cancer twice. Would you take her a shirt? Well, my first thought is, you just gave me $500. Yeah. I'm more happy to take her a shirt. Right. <laughs> Turns out um, her name is Victoria Shin. She is one of the vice presidents of U.S. Bank. She works at the Ladin Bush building downtown. And, and I walk up. I remember I walked up. Didn't know who she was. I was actually kind of nervous because she's a vice president. Right. I was letting that title, you know, <laughs> freak, freak me out. Yeah. And I walk in. And I go, I, I don't know if she's even here, but I need to talk to Victoria Shin. I'm standing kind of in the waiting room area. Turns out she's rarely at her desk because she's a busy lady right. with her job. She was at her desk that day. And she comes walking out, and I said, you don't know me, but your friend of yours wanted me to bring you this shirt. 
So I handed her the shirt, and of course it says kicking cancer with this donkey on it, right? Right, right. <laughs> and she looks at me and, and got a little teary, and she says, well, I, I, you don't know me, and I don't know you, but can I give you a hug? <laughs> oh, I love that. She and I become like the best of friends. So we went on to do this this walk, this love and run walk, which we did in October. Right. And a couple of amazing things happened during that walk that I thought we could talk a little bit about. Okay. This again, the city's doing this walk anyway. It's uh, it's it's five k. It's three miles. The starting spot was where the fisherman statues at Riverfront Park, and so we had put the word out. It's twenty five bucks. Five of that is us doing the registration form with the city. Right. 20 of it is the T-shirt you're going to get, which your viewers can't see it, but I'm wearing this shirt that yes. we did at that walk. And, and it says love and run It on does it. say love and run right there on the shirt. <laughs> I love it. And we had uh, 25 people show up, and I kind of laughed because in the back of my car I had these shirts, and so I'm hanging these shirts out from the back of my car. Anyone who has read Nike's story, Phil Knight showed, sold shoes out of the back of his car okay. in the early days of Nike. So you're like, okay, I, I see where I'm headed. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling a little like Phil Knight back then. Right. But these people got together. We got to the starting line, which is the Fisherman statue. Then we headed north. We went over the walking bridge into West Salem, went around Wallace Marine Park. We come back over the walking bridge, went down to the Globe, went around the Globe, and back to the starting line. Um, I mentioned this a little bit last time, but there was a variety of people. And one of them I want to bring up He's actually become a great donor to us. He's he's donated several thousand dollars to what we're doing. He's in his early 70s. He's got a bad hip. He and his wife showed up, and, and he walked that whole three miles. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, he definitely he did. He had dedication. Yeah. He had a reason. Many people thought this is going to be a 5K run. I said, this is not a run. This is just a walk, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and for him, that was a lot of work to Absolutely. walk with that bad hip. But his son had died from blood cancer. So he had, yeah, that was yeah. his reason. He had a reason. I remember walking alongside of his wife, talking to her for a little bit. And and the the unfortunate side effect of losing their son to blood cancer is their youngest son was a sophomore at North Salem High School during the time that the one with cancer was going through the battle. Right. And after the youngest graduated from high school, um, his girlfriend broke up with him, and he committed suicide. Sad. And I think when he was a sophomore and needing some attention, because those sophomore years are hard years. Very. Mom and dad are taking care of the kid that's got cancer. Mm -hmm. And the mom had had carried that guilt. I remember talking to her on this walk. She's carrying this guilt like it was her fault that the youngest committed suicide. I could see that as a mom. That could be... You know? Yeah, you know? absolutely. And How so we, we had a great chat during the walk, and I'm like, you know, Dee Dee, you need to not carry that guilt. Right, because it was not on her. It wasn't on her. Right. So we come, we finish the walk. Well, there's another, a couple siblings that was kind of amazing. I mentioned this last time. There's two sisters and a brother. The brother had broken his leg. He had pins in 26 places Jeez. in this leg. Um, the one sister had uh, already battled through colon cancer, and they used chemotherapy. One of the side effects of chemo is it causes neuropathy in your feet. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't really feel her feet. Okay. So she had a walker. And the the other sister had some intestinal problems, and so walking was difficult with her stomach situation. Yeah. Collectively, the three of them hadn't walked more than like six or seven blocks. Mm-hmm. They walked that whole three miles. 
I love that. <laughs> because their si- the other sister who wasn't there yeah. had passed when they were cancer. It's amazing what how what brings people together and the and the purpose and the drive that they get from it. Yeah, it's empowering. And, and I realized, and again, this is that very first year that this idea had come to me. Right. That people will kind of push their bodies farther than they thought for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would never have trained as hard as I did for that Spartan race if it wasn't for my sister. Right. And these people walked that whole walk for the sister who had passed from cancer. Yeah. But the amazing thing about that was the feather that I mentioned to you last time. Yes. Remember that? I do, feather? I do. <clears throat> so the, the sister who had passed... Just really loved birds and feathers, and there was a spiritual connection for the sister had passed. And so as they headed west over the walking bridge, there was a feather in front of them. But as they headed east, back across that bridge, that feather followed them. So, yeah, I love that. That was and, totally her. And totally her. I mean, someone said to me, well, you know, the wind blew the feather. I said, okay, I'll believe you that the, the wind blew the feather west— but the wind didn't follow the feather east yeah, as it's well. Not gonna, yeah. <laughs> and I said, beyond that, whether it did or didn't, their belief that that feather was their sister kept them walking those three miles. Absolutely. It kept them going. Yeah. I love that. So I took this whole story to my friend, Victoria Shin, at the bank. Okay. After we did the walk. And she was, like you, just pretty amazed at yeah. the whole story. And I, and I said to her... <clears throat> that um, she looks at me and she says, you need to find a way to tell these stories. So we decided to create a newsletter. Okay. And the very first story we told in the newsletter was was Marcia, the sister's story. Okay. Well, we, we do newsletters every quarter now, and we do two special newsletters. We do one in the winter that we call it an honoring issue. Mm-hmm. So all the stories in the honoring issue are third person. Okay. You're honoring a friend by telling their story. Oh, I like that. Right? Yeah. The other ones could be first person or third person. In the summer, we do a survivor issue. So the stories are always first person. This is my story. Yeah. Right. So we do six newsletters a year. But the idea for sharing those newsletters was Victoria listening to me tell about this Feather and she's story. like, you got to get these this out to other people. Yeah. Because it's empowering. It was very empowering. It was very empowering. Yeah. Uh, so now here we sit three years later, and that idea had come to me then that, well, we can tell them in print. Mm-hmm. Not everyone likes newsletters. Not everyone likes paper, unfortunately, anymore. I said, there's got to be a way to tell these stories on the radio, too. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> so... Not to get off track, but how do you pick those stories now with that, the third person? Now, that, that is a great question. <laughs> uh, early on, I kind of had to search for those stories mm-hmm. uh, because, again, no one really knew who I was. I was just a guy with a pink shirt on running around town. Mm-hmm. But I would talk to somebody, and I would say, that's really amazing. Would you be willing to share that story? Right. Uh, and for those first few newsletters, I actually had to— work to get four stories. We do two in the front, two in the back. So we'd, we'd f- to get four stories, I kind of worked to get four stories mm-hmm. in those early newsletters. Currently, I'm working on the third quarter newsletter and the summer newsletter, mm-hmm. which is eight stories. Oh, wow. And I actually have about 12 to choose from. I was, I am, I, that's what I thought. That'd be hard to pick. <laughs> it's getting harder to pick the stories 
But in those early days, I kind of had to go to somebody and say, would you be willing to tell your story? Right. That we're getting more stories that are actually being sent to us now. That's awesome. Yeah. Because it's growing. It's growing. That's I mean, super great. <clears throat> we always we always use that as our phrase that the movement continues. But the idea had come to me way way back in 2018 that that there was something here, some story here that we could keep telling. Mm-hmm. And slowly, this movement began to pick up speed. That's awesome. Yeah. In fact, uh, while we're on the newsletter story topic, the newsletter we put out, all of our newsletters, by the way, are on our website. So if you go to kicking-cancer.org. That's our website. Okay. And from the homepage, about halfway down the homepage, is a link to the newsletters. And you'll see all four quarters, and then you'll see one that says archive. So anything that's prior to those four quarters is there. Okay. So you can see all of our newsletters there. We also took each of the stories and made them into blogs. Oh, all right. So from the, new, from the homepage, if you see where it says stories, the tab says stories, that's everyone's personal story as a blog. Okay. That you can actually add your comments to. Oh, that's cool that you can comment on it. Yeah. I like that. So if you knew that person, you could actually add some comments about that person in there. Okay. And I, I like think we're up to like 50 stories. Holy smokes. On the stories tab. Okay. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. But again, you know, you and I are talking about something that was happening in 2018, which is an idea that was just growing. So I kind of had to search for those stories. Right. Well, our most recent newsletter that came out. On the front is a story from Idaho Falls and a little town called Ephrata, Washington. Okay. And the back is a story from one from Salem, but one from Spokane, Washington. Okay, so all still really close. Really close. Very. But it means that that three of those four stories were submitted outside of this immediate area. Which is also really cool because they've recognized it and they see it. Right. I like it. And we're still trying to get the the final details, but there's currently a story being submitted from Italy. Whoa, that's really cool. Yeah. That's super cool. I don't know if we have time to talk about it, but how, how would people submit a story? A good, a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so if you would like us to tell your story, I mean, Amanda and I are always looking for more stories to tell here. Um, if you go to our website... Uh, down at the bottom is actually my email address. It's it's E-X-E-C-D-I-R, so it's Executive Director Abbreviated, at kicking-cancer.org. And if you feel like your story would help somebody else, by all means, please email it to us and, and let us share that story. Yeah, I, I feel like um, stories like that, they empower other people. They give hope. They give strength. Um, others people's stories, they empower people. I think it's important. Yeah, I and know they don't feel alone. Also, and 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 you said a phrase that really kind of inspired me to do the stories. Um, again, my sister is was diagnosed November of 2015, so she's six and a half years into her journey. The first year and a half, two years was the hardest. Yeah, and she told me everyone else's story inspired her to get through her situation. Yeah, so she said, if my story will help anybody else. It's worth it. It's worth it. Absolutely. Now, I have gone to a few people that I know here locally, and I said, can we tell your story? And it's like a second. She goes, nope. Cancer's part of my past. Right. I don't want to think about it. Okay. And I totally get that. I, I do. Yeah, I do too. It was probably a tra- very traumatic experience that they're like, I'd just rather not. Yep. Yep. And I did have one that we'll talk about in the future. It's a, a young gal from Sio. Okay. Close by very. here. 14 years ago, she was given about 10 days to live. 
Whoa, 10 days. Yeah. That, like, made a lump in my throat. <laughs> that would yeah. be devastating to yeah. hear. She, has, she had a very, very rare bone cancer. And if they couldn't find a bone marrow match, she had about two weeks to live. Whoa. And finding matches for bone marrow isn't very easy nope. from what I've heard. Nope. And that was 14 years ago. So obviously they found yeah. a match, right? Okay, yeah. So I asked if we tell her story, and she said yes. And then several weeks had gone by where I wasn't getting an email. And so I just called her and said, did you change your mind? I mean, because if you did, it's okay. Right. I, mean, I get it. And she goes, no, I just forgot how hard it would be to relive oh. as she re- wrote it down. Okay. That makes sense. Right. That could be, yeah. Brings you through all those emotions again. A lot of those things were part of your past you kind of forgot about. Mm-hmm. And when she wrote it, it's actually really, really well written. But it took her a while to get it back on paper again. Right, right. Um, and one of our sponsors, um, Mike Sublet with Odd Mose, Mike lost his mom and his sister to cancer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, Which is part so of why he's... very near and dear to his heart, then. Very personal for Mike. To sponsor this. Okay. So I asked Mike if we could tell his sister's story, and he has got about three words into that story, and that's as far as he can get. <laughs> that could be hard. Yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah. And when he wrote him. his mom's story, uh, when he handed it to me, there's a lot of little water spots on the paper. Right, he right. he cried as he, you know. Yeah. When you're writing somebody else's story that you care about, it can be hard. Very emotional. Absolutely. So, you know, part of what we say at the start is if your story can help anybody else, we want to be there for you. Absolutely. We want to help tell those stories. Absolutely. We want to be there, walk you through it, help others, bring awareness. Yep. All that good stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of how this whole began to evolve. Okay. Evolve from there. Um, the stories became more and more powerful. There's one other person I'm, I'm thinking of on that walk. This, this gentleman... I had met him at a networking event. Mm-hmm. At the time, he worked for a place in town where they help you with your um, funeral services. Okay. And so after meeting him at this event, he wanted to sit down together. And I think his real purpose for sitting down was trying to get me to do to buy his service. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and what I didn't realize is that he had just recently lost his wife to cancer. Oh. So we sit down. And it went different than he expected, I'm guessing. Yeah, way different than he expected. <laughs> um, I mean, when I sit down with someone, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to hear what you got going on. What, what are you doing? Right. Well, of course, his and the phrase I use, Amanda, is what would make this a good meeting for you? Right. If we're going to sit down, what's, what's going to make this a good meeting for you? And how much time do you have? That's a good, those are good questions. You know, because anyone who knows me, I can get to talking. <laughs> and a 10-minute meeting can be an hour long right. if, if I don't have some time parameters. <laughs> So I sat down with this guy, and he said, well, tell me more about what you're doing. And so I said, and again, this is that very first year. Right, brand new. Brand new. We weren't even technically a nonprofit yet. I just had this idea to do this walk. Right. And so he came there with the idea of trying to get me to buy his funeral services. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, we have this walk coming up, and I'm just looking for people who would like to join us. Right. And— he got real quiet and a little teary. He struck a nerve. And I had a nerve. <laughs> and, and, I, and I said to him, are you okay? And he goes, can I do that walk with you guys? Oh. I said, of course you can. It's $25, you know. Yeah. You're, you're, basically, we're going to take care of our stuff with the city, which is five bucks. 
and we're going to make sure you get one of our shirts, which is 20 bucks. So, it's, you know, we're, we're not trying to make money here. We're just trying to get people out right. doing something. And so he showed up that day and didn't walk with anybody, kind of walked all by himself. Mm-hmm. In fact, at the very end, we got a group picture, and he even left. He wasn't part of the group picture we got at the end. Yeah. Um, and I caught up with him about a week and a half later. His his wife and her fight with the cancer um, had chosen the chemotherapy, chemotherapy route. Okay. And he personally was convinced it wasn't the cancer that killed her. Oh. It was the chemotherapy. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not here, I'm right. not here telling you do or don't. I mean, please don't hear it's me wrong. Choice. It's It's all your choice. For him personally, he was kind of mad. Yeah. Because she may or may not have survived the cancer, but he was convinced that the chemotherapy was what wound up killing her. Right. Um, and so it was hard. It, he was there for her. He walked that whole Strictly. thing for her. And he couldn't really be part of the big group thing because it was still too tender. Yeah, he probably him. just needed his space. He was there for her. He, yeah, I can understand. I can understand. That's an emotional time, and when you're there walking for that, it it brings up probably the whole experience all over again. It does, and that can be that can be hard. Yeah, and, and so it was interesting at the end where we got this whole group together. There's 25 people all walking for different reasons, whether it be the the guy with the limp that was walking for his son who had passed away, whether it was the mom who was kind of feeling some guilt. Right. Whether it was the siblings. Yeah. Whether it was the guy who was walking for his wife. They all had the different reasons for walking. Mm-hmm. And so for that group picture, some of them were a little more celebratory than others. Okay. Some of them were, you know, excited that they'd finished this three-mile walk. Yeah. And some of them, like this gentleman, left the group and did Yeah. Know, but what dawned on me afterwards was what I had put myself through to get ready for a Spartan race for my sister. Mm-hmm. And what these people were doing for somebody else. And so we say all the time now, the reason we call it the love and run is because run or walk, either way, you're doing it for somebody else. Right. Uh, I guess the easiest analogy for most people is relay for life. But right. this isn't relay for life. It's like that. Because you're walking, mm-hmm. but you're doing it for somebody else. Right. So we have another one planned this year. more drive for it. Yeah. Um, we have one planned this year. Okay. In August. August. Uh, and one of our sponsors for that event happens to be KSLM Radio. Ah, oh, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fun thing about this time is we've, we've gotten through COVID. Right. We managed to pull one of part. them off during COVID. That was a real challenge to do. We've done one every year. The one during COVID was a real challenge to make that happen. Um, this one we're calling it Love and Run Kaiser Station. Okay. And we're going to start in front of the ticket counter there at the Volcano Stadium. Mm-hmm. And we're going to leave their parking lot. We're going to actually have a little path planned through Kaiser Station. And then we'll cycle back to the ticket booth again. Okay. And we're going to end it there uh, and have some kind of a celebration there with the with the Volcano Stadium. But Okay. So how long of a walk is that one? Do you know? Well, since it's not technically a 5K run, it doesn't have to be three miles, but we're going to try to keep it close to three miles. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll probably use the same route that, that the Kaiser Chamber uses for a lot of their runs. Oh, yep. So it'll be pretty close to a three-mile walk. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. And the fun thing is, is that first year, all we had was pink shirts. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have shirts in nine colors. Yes. You were telling me about that today, actually, how they all represent a different type of cancer. Yep. 
I like that, that you didn't just keep it to one color. Yeah. I said, I tell people all the time, I said, I have no problem with pink being breast cancer because my sister is battling through breast cancer, but that's the most recognizable color. Yes. If you know someone with bone cancer, that's yellow. If you know someone with blood cancer, that's orange. If you know someone with skin cancer, that's black. So for the Love and Run this year, when you register, you just tell us what color and size you want. We're going to try to get all nine colors represented in this walk. Okay, okay. And is there a cost for this? Uh, It'll be $40. $40, okay. So there's Very other, reasonable. Very reasonable. Part of us fundraiser, part of us the shirts. But yeah, so that's, that's what's coming up this year. Okay, I'm super excited. How yeah, fun. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. A lot of fun, so. Well, we are going to wrap it up, and we will be back next Saturday. As, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues.